I feel blessed as ever then. I'm the best I've ever been. Okay. So with the Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is January 5th. It's a good old Friday, 2024, the first Friday of the new year. How y'all doing? The playmakers in the building down there. Someone's here for a special Baron Down and Girl Down episode. I'm going to recap the New Year's Six Bowl games for you. And then I'm going to preview the next championship game Monday between Michigan and Washington. I can't wait to get into that. Hopefully, I should have some guests appearing on to help me recap the New Year's Six because a lot that won't happen. Going into the new year, after the new year, on New Year's, a lot took place. And then we're going to look at the next championship game on Monday. So, spin crazy. Hope you had a great holiday. Hope you enjoyed your Christmas. Hope you enjoyed your New Year's. We are winding down football season, you know. You know, we got one game left in college football. The NFL is getting down to so their final week of the regular season, and then we'll be on to the playoffs. So, it's been, it's been crazy right now. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to start off recapping some New Year's Six games. And first on the docket is the Goodyear Cotton Bowl down the good old state of Texas, where there's a lot of things that happen in the good old state of Texas. Just like the Goodyear Cotton Bowl that featured the Missouri Tigers on the SEZ taking on the Ohio State Buckers of the Big Ten. And those of you who watched the game, you see the final score. 14 to 3 win for the Missouri Tigers. Okay. Interesting thing. Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't play the starting quarterback that was at Ohio State. He decided to transfer out. Good to see that Trayvon Henderson did play in this game. AJ Abuka did play in this game. But, you know, it was all about Missouri. Ohio State jumped out of 3 0 and that's pretty much all they did with Missouri scoring their two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win that game. Brady Cook, 11 for 18, 128 yards passing and a touchdown. Corey Schroeder, the all star running back for the Missouri Tigers, another another 29 carries for 128 yards and a touchdown. Missouri been doing what Missouri does all year, they win games. They stay, they stick with the run, they pass when they need to, and they win and they win games, which was what they did. Shout out to them. Appreciate those. That was a good win for the SEC over the Big Ten in that one. It's good to see that uh Missouri up and coming, man. Missouri's up and coming. They 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 proved themselves a bit. I gotta give them that. Missouri showed up, they came to play. In a near assist game, and they proved themselves. I, I got to give them their props. They they proved themselves on that one. That's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. From the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, we had another ACC Big Ten matchup down in the ATL of Atlanta, Georgia. It was the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That featured the old Miss Rebel going against the Penn State Nippy Lions. Lane came from one of them a big one. James Franklin has yet to win a big one. <laughs> 
a great matchup, you know, 38 to 25. Missouri jumped out to a 10-3 lead. Then it got real interesting at 20 to 20 at 20 to 17 at halftime with Ole Miss. And then the second half was dominated by Ole Miss. I was scoring the Penn State Leaping Lions 18 to 8 in the second half. That's winning by 13. Dart 29 for 25 for 43, 79, three touchdowns through the air. Just pick the Nippy Lions secondary apart left and right. You didn't know what to do. Uh, Perkinson had 10 catches, 136 yards of it, and two of the three touchdowns. I mean, to have your defense give up over 300 yards, close to 400 yards passing. That says a lot right there, and I don't, I, I, I have no idea what to say on that one. Is that James Franklin lost a big game? Wayne Kiffin won a big game. Can't say much more about that. You know, Penn State starters, they played. They just, they just weren't ready. And that's a shame. James Franklin has been there quite a bit of time. He has not been in the college football playoffs. He's been in the Road Bowl a couple of times. And, but yet, he doesn't have that signature win on his resume. Well, it's the same thing we was doing with Jim Harbaugh before he started beating Ohio State. And he has done it three straight times. And doing it all three straight times, he has won three straight check, been 10 championships. We'll get to Michigan a little later. But nevertheless, Ole Miss gets the dub over Penn State. Another big win for the SEC over the Big Ten. And we keep moving forward. That was the Chick-fil-A Peace Bowl. From the Chick-fil-A Peace Bowl to the, <laughs> to the Orange Bowl. Down in Miami, Florida, we had an SEC team versus an ACC team. And we just didn't have any two particular teams from both of these conferences here going against each other. We had the University of Georgia going against the Florida State University. The two teams that had iced the great with the college football playoff committee and what they selected the top four teams. We all know about this. Georgia, on one hand, they are mad because in 30 games, which is on, which is three seasons, they lost one game. They lost one game. And that one game dropped them from number one to number six. One, They lost one game in 30 games. And that one game dropped them from number one to number six. Okay? That's the Georgia side of it. The Florida State side of it says... 13 and 0. Winners of the ACC. Had, had a loss. They escaped some games, but nevertheless, the outcome was the outcome. They won 13 games. There were 13 games on the schedule. They won 13 of them. They won the ACC, even though it was a lackluster game, a terrible game to watch. They won. They did it with a third string quarterback. Nevertheless, the CFP says mm, you're not the same team without your starting quarterback. We can't let you in. We can't let you in. So instead, we'll we're, 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 we'll put you in the orange bowl against another team that was left out and feel some type of way about it. Now, how did the game go? This is how the game went. 
63 to 3. That is correct. They got beat by 60. 60, okay? 60 points. University of Georgia dropped 63 on them. They only allowed Florida State to get a field goal. Carson Beck played. Milton played. McConkey played. Most of the starters for Georgia played. And they had a list of long, they had a list of players that was out, especially on the defense side. But nevertheless, you know, and, and plus the best tight end in the game, Bart Ross, he didn't play, he was due to injury. And then on the Florida State side, Ronald Maker transferred out. Right receivers set out. Defense and tackle, defense alignment, defense and backs, linebackers set out. List is pretty much comparable, okay? But you had 29 sitting out for Florida State. There's been a lot of arguments about why they set out and what was going on, all this other stuff. But they took the Florida State symbols, took the field, knowing there was nowhere close to 100%. Because of opt-outs. And this is what the result we got. Carson Betts, 13 for 18, 203, two touchdowns. Milton, nine carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Bell had a nice game. Georgia scored 10. Scored, Georgia scored nine touchdowns in this game. Nine. And Georgia only kicked, and Florida State only kicked a field goal. A field goal. That's all they got. Is a field goal. Added this whole entire process of field goal. This is what, and this is what I said after the game of the Orange Bowl. Exactly what I said. I put this on Facebook. I put it out there, and I got a lot of reaction to this. That first statement, however, says what you all have seen. And this orange bowl is two different philosophies. The Florida State philosophy, they cried about being at the, the college football playoff. Did they deserve to cry? They deserve to have a great shirt. Okay, you went 13 up. Nobody's going to blame you for feeling some type of way for being like that because you went 13 up. Okay? But then they put you up against Georgia, the other team. That was left out and shouldn't have been left out. And it's still, you guys opt out. George, on the other hand, led by Kirby Smart. Said, all right, you left us out. We only lost one game. But yet, you want to leave us out? Fine. This is what we're going to do. Those of you who are hurt, we don't mind you not playing. You're hurt. You got legit injuries. Those of you who are healthy, Go out there and let's play. And when we play, we're going to take the field and we're going to send a message. We are going to send a message to everybody in the city of people. Because everybody in the world knows we're doing the best for the team. Joy is one of the best for teams, correct? There's no argument on that. If we talk, if you do a top four teams of this season, Georgia is in your top four somewhere. They one through four and they are not outside of it. If you put them outside of your top four, then you don't know football then. Okay. Anybody who watches football sees the season, they know Georgia's one of the best four teams. 
So the fact the committee left them out after losing to Alabama, okay, we're going to prove it to you. One team took what the committee did and said, watch this. And the other one basically quit. Georgia said, watch this. They dropped 63. They dropped 63 on Florida State. 63. Florida State decided not. They showed up, but decided not to show up. What's the point of you being, being in the bowl game anyway? And guess what? Kirby Smart has something to say about it. Kirby Smart said, look here. Let me say this. Because he was adamant. This is the winning coach. Who just won by 60? This is what he said in the post game. Let me say something, and I may be wrong here, and maybe this will be a bad soundbite, but people need to see what happened tonight. They need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, talking to Florida State, who has a good football team, a good football program, are in the position they're in. Everybody can say it's their fault. It's their own problem. All right. And everybody can say we had our guys and they didn't have theirs. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. I know things are are going to change next year. You know what? There's going to be still bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it because it's really unfortunate that those kids, talking about Florida State, that had to play in that game, didn't have their full arsenal and affected the game 100%. That's from the coach who won by 60. He won by 60. And this is his coach after the game. Okay? And I agree with everything he said. He was taking a he wasn't taking shots at Florida State. He was taking a shot at college football. The people, the body government of college football. You know why? Because let's face it. I said what I said about Florida State. I ain't changing that. But the body governments of college football need to understand this. When you put a playoff system in place and you crown for the best four teams, how do you find the best four teams? How do you find the best four teams? I, I mean, I'll, if you allow me, I didn't put it in the slide. I didn't put it in the slide, but uh, I can pull it up because I, I did find a way to get the criteria for the college football committee if I could find it real quickly. Because y'all want the best four teams. And which is a hard thing to try to find is the best four teams. Usually until this season, you really didn't have much of a it's always going to be a team who have a problem, but you really have much of a gripe. You can tell. We can actually look and tell who the best four teams are. For the most part, until this year, you had a situation on your hand. You had an undefeated team, and you had a back-to-back national champion team who lost one game in 30 games. So, here it is right here. Noticeable selection criteria. See a, see a police selection committee. One thing they look at, conference champion. Florida State, conference champion. Georgia, not. Strength of schedule or head-to-head competition. Obviously, two different conferences. Georgia's strength of schedule was in the top 10. Florida State's strength of schedule was in 
in the 50s. Competitive outcome of common opponents. I don't think Georgia or Florida State played a common opponent. No, actually, no, they played Florida. One team beat the brace off Florida, and that would be that was right here in Jacksonville. And the other team escaped Gainesville and the swamp. Let's figure out what team did the, did the damage to Florida and what team escaped the Gators and the swamp. Other relative factors such as unavailable of key players, coaches that might have affected a team's performance during the season, are likely will affect its postseason performance. That's when Jordan Travis became the reason why Florida State couldn't get it, which is unfortunate for him because he can't help. He got injured. He got injured. I mean, and there's an awful injury at that. He can't help that that happen to him. So to actually make him the quote unquote reason why is pretty much a bad look for college football because you basically said, yeah. Yeah, without Jordan Travis, you're not the same team. The fact that he got injured, we can't. No, nah, it's not going to be worth it for us. We'll put Texas in Alabama then. Basically what they said, basically what they did. So, But, yeah, that's the that's the criteria for the college football committee. Now, we're going to be interested if that criteria stays the same, knowing that we're going to 12 teams next year and not just four. We added eight more teams, eight more teams to this mix. And then, or right, Kirby Smart said, they need to find out what they want to do because uh, you added eight teams. There's a lot more board games. And what you're going to do with the games is not a part of the uh, college football playoff system. Because you got some pretty much how I see it right now, round one, which will be the, the eight, the four games will be at whoever's the higher seeds home, with home play. So number five will host 12. Six with host 11, uh, seven versus 10, and eight versus nine. Whoever's the higher seed gets home for the advantage. And those teams will move on to the next round to face the top 14 because the top four teams get a bye week. How you determine the top 14, that's going to be interesting who gets by because you have five power five where you get down to four now. We'll see what the Pat 12 does going forward and in the coming months before the next college football season. But basically, you're down to four right now. And those four conference championships will get bias because they won their conference. You are well, automatically in if you win your conference. You get your top, your top group of five team gets an opportunity. And most of the time or not, they're gonna be on a roll. So they're gonna have to pull off an upset at somebody else's place to advance. That's gonna be fun to see. And then we're gonna move on for that. And it's gonna be as simple as that. Until we get a national champion. So there's more games and whatnot. But yeah, I'm with Kirby Smart 100% because what what college football has going on is not it. And most and the other thing they need to fix is this damn transfer portal while I'm at it. Because why people can transfer when we have both season going on? Move the season up if that's the case. So that we get football done like a at before the new year ends okay because you not you do not want to compete with the nfl and playoff system okay that's not going to happen because people are going to watch the nfl regardless but y'all need to do something college football y'all gotta do something like seriously i said what i said about florida state they quit 
That's what they did. They crying them on, they complained and all that stuff, and they quit. They showed up and quit. Which is stupid. If you're gonna do that, don't even show up to play the damn game. Because they showed up and quit. We understand the reason why. But guess what? If you're gonna show up, show the hell up. And you was playing Georgia. You ain't not like you was playing some nobody who, ne- who didn't have a chance. You played Georgia, the back-to-back reigning national champions. Who got left out because they lost out of belt. One game out of 30. That's why they felt disrespected. And they showed up and kicked your ass. Yeah, basically quit. Ain't no Florida State fan or no party that's defending Florida State can change my damn mind. I said what I said. I'll show you to you again. I said what the hell I said. I'm not backing down. I don't care who like, I don't care who dislikes it. Florida State quit. And they got what they deserved. They got their ass whooped. Now, before I take my break, before I take my break, uh, got a special guest here. Before we get to the uh, Fiesta Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, the EP of all EPs, the mad scientist himself. He's been on this program before, and he's joined me again. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Johnson. Going on, Mr. Johnson? Uh, well, well, firstly, Happy New Year, sir. And secondly, thank you for inviting me back on your platform. I appreciate it. All right, I was going to get to the rest of this, but the Orange Bowl, anything you would like to say regarding the Orange Bowl that we saw down in Miami, Florida? There are a lot of politicians that are wearing egg on their faces because you actually had these. All right. So we go to Tallahassee, we go into the campus of Florida State, and we see that understandably the whole university's in their feelings about florida state not be, uh, not being in the cfp yet being undefeated in the power five conference i understand that all in your feelings and we all understood that we all understood it we all saw it we all grabbed a hold onto it the problem though is that there's 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 advice that you normally get in these situations it's not what happens to you in adversity, it's how you respond to it. And unfortunately, Florida State as a whole collective responded horribly to it. I mean, they responded as if their feelings were hurt all the way, but hurt all the way. Uh, let's get out of ACC. Let's let's lobby to our uh, let's lobby to our senator and even to our governor of the state so we can probably sue the CFP. And then the Coupe de Grasse. You all allow these wonderful teens and early 20s gentlemen to say, you know what? We're not going to take that trip to Miami. We'll sit out. So you had 29 of your players sit out. And then we see this. A 63-3 butt whooping given to you by the before until monday night the two-time defending were uh national champs in georgia now the now the must thing is georgia understood the assignment they wanted to show the cap okay we understood we have one loss but we still think we're one of the four best teams let's show you why for the stand on the hand was like <laughs> well we already went undefeated you didn't respect us well screw you we're just going to screw the whole thing out of the whole picture. And now you don't have a leg on which to stand. Now, you can't even have 
a, a, a Ron DeSantis Ron Wright on your behalf. You can't even have a Marco Rubio politic on your behalf. You can't even have a Fred Scott politic on your behalf. Why? Because now the CFP can say, <laughs> remember the excuse we actually gave you that we actually rode hard on in, in, in a month ago and saying that we don't believe this team is worth it because, well, we have second and third stringers playing on your team. Well, you had second and third stringers play all throughout that game against a top five ranked team, or I should say top 10 ranked team, but they'll be top five at the end of the year. That's the pepper dropped them from one to six. Yeah. And they got boat raced by 60. Thank you, Florida State. You proved the college football playoff committee's point for them. I know this isn't what you thought because you thought this protest would make us be all on our fields and say, oh, 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 oh you were undefeated in the power five. And oh my, we, we, we feel as though you got cheated out of your spot as one of the four best teams to vie for the national championship. Oh no, this is a crime and a travesty. You pitch a protest. And this is what results. So now, when Florida's legislature meets next week, or if you're watching this later, like next week, when they meet this week, you can't have your wonderful governor walk up to the legislation floor and say, you know what, let's push this to law. Let's give Florida State $1 million so they can actually sue the college football player committee. <laughs> now you're going to have all that floor in Tallahassee laugh like many people on social media did, like many people in media did, and like many in college football did when they saw how you got destroyed. And you didn't have to be. But you all decided to be in your feelings. And instead of, instead of choosing to show us all, well, wait a minute, they were, they were wronged and their performance in Miami showed us why they were wronged. You know, like, <laughs> you proved the college football playoff committee right. Oh, well, that's what you get. And now you are crying foul at ACC, which this all could have been avoided because you would have been invited into the playoff because that four playoff uh, team uh, team uh, playoff pool could have been expanded to 12. But the conference in which you are affiliated with, even to this moment, they decided to say, ah, not this year. So if you're going to direct your iron somewhere, Florida State fan, Florida State organization, Florida State uh, chancellor, Florida State student, Florida State fan, if you're gonna or Florida State play, if you're gonna channel your energy and anger in one direction, go to the Atlantic Coastal Conference. Hmm. I think uh, everything you say, I think that is right in here somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. said what I said. And you were and, and there's not a one it's not one syllable where you were wrong. Not one. Not one. Not All a right. one. Uh, thoughts on what Kirby Smart had to say after the game. You know, I agree with it. I think it was 
it was embarrassing. It, it, you don't, and and you're talking to the guy who the they won by sixty. The, yeah, um, yeah, they won the game by sixty. But you're also talking to the coach of a guy who has led his program the two previous years to holding that crystal ball, uh, holding that crystal football. And so the thought process is when you get to the bowl season, put your best foot forward. And he actually witnessed on the field a team that didn't put their best foot forward. And as a competitor, that is highly insulting. Highly. And it, do, and it does put a stain on college football. But it's not his fault, and it's not Georgia's fault. And it's not even the CFP's fault either. This okay. actually lies on the lap of Florida State. They decided... They decided to basically, what, what's the saying, take their ball and go home. Well, congratulations. In the 13 games you played, you ran the table. That's great. But you played a 14th game and didn't want to represent your college. <laughs> All right. Before we take a break, anything you want to talk about? I already talked about the Cotton Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Orange Bowl. So you already got you already got to the Orange Bowl. Cotton Bowl yeah. and Peach Bowl, anything you want to say about that? I know give you credit because me was on the same boat when we talked about the, the peach bowl uh lane kiffin and old miss doing their thing yeah uh as, as far as far as uh <laughs> i'm so sorry i laugh every time i think of penn state and playing a top 10 team because oh mr franklin you just can't beat a top 10 ranked team for your life can you oh my gosh nah. So you have another opportunity to win, uh, to to play and beat a top ten ranked team, and you failed again. And this wasn't even a Big Ten team. This was an SEC squad, not even the best, not even the second best SEC squad, and you not still lost. Third to best. Them. And not even third best, and you still lost to them. As, as as far as the Cotton Bowl is concerned, I think I find it laughable that you had. Um, Missouri, Ohio State, right? Yep, Missouri, Ohio State. That's what I thought. I I wanted to make sure I I had this. I find it laughable that you had Mr. Day, the head coach of Ohio State, was having this big back bold persona and saying that Ohio State was was uh, was disrespected and how dare people sleep on this uh, on on this institution? How dare the program get slighted at that big time win in South Bend where he wanted people to know that Ohio State's on the map? Well, <clears throat> you took an L in Ann Arbor and you took an L in Arlington. I guess, I, I guess you, I guess you're not as big time as you are. And then in between, you lose your starting quarterback, Kyle McCord. Because he said, uh, deuces, and went to the transfer portal. Oh, Ryan Day, <laughs> you not only are not measuring up to Michigan, you're not measuring up as a top 10 ranked program. And when you produce that many L's in Columbus, <laughs> the pink slip is coming soon, son. Prepare for it. I'll get that to the transfer portal later. I'm get to this. Before we take our break. He had the Fiesta Bowl and the game that you and Coop McKay was like, really, really, really comes football. This is what y'all gonna give us. And y'all was right. <laughs> why? Okay. The only thing I really have to say is why are you gonna offer a program like Liberty 
being lambs led to slaughter. Now, you have a program in Oregon who they feel as though they could be right up there with uh, right up there with uh, Michigan, Washington. Well, let me do Washington last. Michigan, Texas, Alabama, and definitely Washington. They feel as though they are amongst those. And the reason being, and they have rifle, they have a right to feel that way, is because they lost to Washington twice by field goals each time they played them. Once in Seattle, and then once in Vegas, when it was for the last, at least for now, Pac-12 championship. So you have a team that wants to prove that they belong in, not necessarily as one of the four, but maybe number five. And so they wanted to show that they're one of the five best teams in the country. And then, look, I love I love Liberty University. It's a great university. I love it. Now, now before Cole continues, we're not we're not saying that giving a group of five team an opportunity is not the problem. <laughs> no, why? no, 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 no. It's the team that they chose to be the top group of five team. Right, it's the problem. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that they I'm glad they rolled the red carpet to a team that's outside of Power Five. Yeah, that's cool. But come on, you cool and I, all three of us knew as soon as we saw this is like Oregon's gonna have their way with them. They, 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 had, they had no answer for Oregon. And you only have one school this year who did. And even with the answer, they only lost by three points each time they played them. You already know. Me personally, that should have been James Madison's spot. Oh, yeah. They earned it. But <laughs> they decided to hold them out for disciplinary reasons. So they could discipline uh, James Madison. But Michigan, on the hand, you can't lay a finger on. They weren't even disciplinary reasons. So stupid transfer reason. Oh, you came from a came from SES to the FBS. You have to wait two years. Two? Why we gotta wait two years? It's a bunch of crap. Two years? And then you, then you told them, well, won't you play all FB, FBS schools? FBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. And y'all got out of that because Appalachian State went in there. Yeah, about to say, yeah, they only lost one game. And they, they and they had a collective whew, because of Appalachia State, yes. Who got their butts kicked by Troy, which should have been James Madison. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on in college football, but I'm gonna save that to the end when Naku can go Ashley off on the NCAA. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna take a break right here for the group of five, and then when we come when when we come back, we're gonna cap off the New Year's Six with the semifinals. Of both games, and we're gonna preview the next championship game. All right, we'll be back. The Playmaking Spa is sponsored by Lids Locker Rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hat, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap pad, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the hundred stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. Shoot. Lights out.
UMB has been a monster doing this eight-game streak. Scoring 35.6 points per game, shooting 55.7 from the field, shooting 52.4% from three-point range, and while averaging 10 rebounds a game doing this eight-game win streak. Logan Carroll is leading the way in my book for rookie of the year. Nine-game winning streak that they got going on. Because if they do, you're going to see a lot more of this when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And don't be surprised when they mean mugging you looking like some soup. When they play ball, you see the results. 13 and three in their last 16 games. At the nine minute mark in the third quarter, the Portland Trailblazers was up 78 to 53. That is a 25 point. This is after this took place in the second quarter. We going for the second quarter. 25 straight Big East games from last season to this season. They are 0 and 25. This could be catching up last year as the head coach of the West More of this, less of that. More of this, less of that. Okay? All streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting Lights Out. Masterpiece. All right, welcome back to Bearing Down the Grand Island, a special edition recapping the New Year's Six and going to get ready for the National Championship game Monday. And yes, y'all saw Shooting Lights Out. Oh, yeah, that's coming. And I believe probably Cole Johnson one of one of his favorite basketball programs because uh, he helped put it together. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So trust me, yo, it's kind of especially if I caught my last one before the new year ended, which Cole did. And pretty sure he enjoyed that one. Yes, yes, I did. And it still uh, continues. That makes me feel. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> We not there. We not there yet. I know, I know. <laughs> we not there yet. <laughs> Ooh, we ain't there yet. It's coming though. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that, mm. But yeah, let's get to it. Now we got through the uh, New Year's Six Bowls. Now we got the CFP semifinal games. And we kick it off down in Pasadena, California. Ed Rosebow with number one Michigan outside of the Big Ten, taking on the fourth team in the CFP rankings from the SEC, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. Hmm. What can happen here? Well, Jim Harbaugh got over the hump. Luckily, by the way, fortunately, fortunately, by the way, but he got over the hump. 27-20 in overtime, victory over Nick Saban. Now, uh, I was on Snowman on the morning Tuesday, and uh, me and Snowman had a talk. First half, Alabama was fortunate. They had some things bounce their way, which helped them get the lead. 
Second half, Michigan was fortunate, especially on that last punt before the game ended to send the game in overtime. You, Cole, I was like, if Alabama falls on that football, this game's over. Mm-hmm. But not good enough, Michigan jumped on it. They was able to take the knee, get into the overtime, and Blake, they gave it to Blake Corm, their best player on the field in overtime. That's pretty much what Michigan did. Right. And then the final snap of the game. That center has some, that center had issues <laughs> all game long. <laughs> now, now here's my thing. You you set it up, you hit the three-yard line. Jim Harbaugh says, timeout, I don't like what I see from Alabama. I don't like what I see, timeout. We need y'all come over here. Let's, 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 let's get some things straightened out. Come out of timeout, Nick Saban says, mm, based on what we talk about, I don't like what we're seeing from Michigan. Timeout. All right, come here, OC, the team bringing team over. What we doing here? What is our best play? We need three yards. We got to have three yards. There's, no, there's nothing, no if, ands, or buts about it. We got to have three. What if it's the low stop? Problem from the center again or not? You caught a quarterback run on fourth down. A quarterback run on fourth down. That's the play we going with. Michigan knew what was going to happen because they shot every gap. You, you had no role. Well, you knew that's what was going to happen. I mean, they trust his legs more than his arm. I mean. I don't know what to tell you. Man, look, look. I get it. And there's Mr. McCain right there. What's up? I wish he couldn't. He wanted to be on, but he couldn't be on. He had some things to do. But he, I'm pretty sure you, I would have loved to hear what he had to say about that orange bowl. Oh, trust me. Same here. I would have loved what you had to say about that orange bowl. But nevertheless. Nikki Taipansiliani style. Call it Nick Saban. Wow. That's not Nick Saban's fault. One thing that I say this, <laughs> and I think, Cole, I think you agree with this. Cool, probably agree with this too. Nick Saban is like the only coach that I know who actually let his his coordinators do their job. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, he learned from Bill Belichick, and that's that's how they roll. I mean, they, they uh, and, and of course, Belichick learned from Parcells, and that's how Parcells was. Uh, Bill Parcells. Uh, Saban learned that he is the CEO of the team and the coordinators have the power to do what they wish as long as it's within reason, of course, and and it, and it lends itself to the overall uh, success of the program. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that Saban is – when it comes when it comes to on the field strategy, it's hands off, but he will probably throw in suggestions every now and then. So your offensive coordinator called a quarterback draw when you need three yards against a against a D line who was killing your offensive line the whole entire game. Like I said, I mean. They they trusted his legs more than his arm. I mean that's how they been. That's how they got back to actually getting to the CFP. It was Milrow with timely passes and timely runs. 
And I agree with you, Cool. That play should have been overwritten by him. I I agree with you there. I said, I go a step further. I went a step further with Snowman. This is why I say I say you know you know what college football is missing. The ability to have their quarterback check out of a play. Look at the defense. Give them two plays. All right. This is what we gonna do. This is the initial play, the run play, right? Yeah. But if you see eight men in a box, yeah, we going to this play. Yeah, but yeah, you see this look switch to this play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have gave Jerry Merrill two plays. All right. If you see this, check out of that. Go to the other play, and we'll go for that. But I really do feel seriously. I really feel as though it's sort of the dance with what brung you type of thing. And yes, I know that it's improper grammar. Deal with it. Okay. Uh, I, I understand that. I know. I know you understand it, brother. Uh, and I think that, that I think with. <laughs> I think with Bama in that moment, that's what they were caught in. It was like, okay, well, we came, we got here with, we got here with this. We're going to continue with this instead of seeing, like you said, seeing that Michigan and they didn't just dominate Alabama up front. They've been dominating just about every program up front all year. Uh, you got, you like you said, you got to take advantage of those. Frothing at the mouth, defend, <laughs> defensive linemen in the ends when they know that when they know that they can pin their ears back and just say, "Okay, whether whether it's a quick step drop in the throw or it's a run, we know that we can probably cr- uh, cr- uh, collapse that pocket and hit those gaps. We have every intention of just making the Alabama front mincemeat, and they did. Not to have that big. The snap was low as hell. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, being that I played on offensive line, that doesn't bode well for your quarterback either. Speak to that, because that center had problems all game. That center had problems all game. One, people don't talk about enough about – you hear people talk about the synergy that quarterbacks should have with wide receivers, and they should. Uh, the synergy that the quarterback has with his tight end, and he should. And even the synergy that sometimes the quarterbacks have with running backs, but normally the normally it's running backs and their relationship with the offensive line. Understood. I I will I will definitely say to you, I will challenge anybody to say the most important part of chemistry on offense starts with the center to quarterback exchange. And there has to be a trust built with the center and the quarterback. You you got to make sure that the center can <laughs> the center makes it comfortable for the quarterback when the ball is snapped, whether it is straight under straight underneath center or in shotgun. You got to make sure that there's a trust that's built between the center and the quarterback, because if not, you're going to have trouble and problems, and you're not going and you're going to have off time plays almost every time on an offense because if you don't have that nailed down you got to have the quarterback adjust to make sure that he can cover for a bad quarterback center quarterback exchange and you can't have that in any game much less a national semifinal game let alone a championship national championship game that has to be buttoned up quarterback center or a Mm-hmm. Merrill's got sat five times in the first quarter. 
and saying it leads to those things. It leads to sacks. It can lead to turnovers. It can lead to it can lead to disasters three and outs. It can it, it can stop a drive. Like if you if you're actually clicking and you have a miscue, you can probably you can probably snap yourself out of field goal range. The quarter the, the center quarterback exchange is hugely important. You know who didn't have problems? Michigan's offense. Outside of the one, outside of the first play of the game, when J.J. McCarthy literally threw a pick, but the defender stepped out of bounds before catching the ball. J.J. McCarthy meant, played the game very well. I have no issues with J.J. McCarthy. I have nothing to say. I've had no issue with him all year. I, I, he think, he, I, I think he learned his lesson from the National Semifinal last year where – there was times he was on and then there was times he was mistake prone because I, I really believe the moment was too big for him. In Pasadena, the moment didn't look too big. He actually looked like he was the calming influence for the rest of the team, which that's what you want out of your quarterback. He played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three touch, he threw three touchdown passes against Nick Saban's defense. Mm-hmm. Which is not easy to do. But when it mattered most, the best player on the field had the last say. Blake Carl. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Man, I'm, I'm glad he's gotten a chance to shine again. All right. So Alabama goes down. Jim Harbaugh moves on. He's over the hump. But Who I'm, would join him? But I will I will tip my cap to Alabama. You belonged on that stage. You just weren't good enough, but you belonged on that stage. So congratulations on a good year. You just ran to a better team that was more poised. Period. Who who is going to join Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines in Coles, hometown of Houston, Texas, on yeah. Monday? It was the All-State Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it was a shootout, to hmm. say the least. Hmm. You had Quinn Earns and the Texas Longhorns. Coast Texas Longhorns from the Big 12 mm-hmm. yep. for the final time against the Pac 12 champions, a guy who was a Heisman hopeful, and Michael Pitchin Jr. What was going to happen? Man, what a game! Look, yeah, what a game! Washington should have put this game to bed mm-hmm. More early in the fourth quarter. More than once. But you didn't, and you put the ball in Kirk Ur's hands, and he almost did the unthinkable. Longhorns were 12 yards away from stealing a game they never led. Just think about that. Just think about that. They were 12 yards away from stealing a game they never led. (laughs) Which is actually surprising because – we know Washington defense, not the best defense in the world. No, no, it, 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 it's it's a it's a bend and sometimes break defense. Yes, but man, <coughs> Michael Pitts and Jordan, untouchable. That's that's the only word I have about Michael Pence Jr. Untouchable. And look, I have a lot of respect for Jaden Daniels. I mean, he 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 had a really good campaign for for LSU. And I'm not going to say that uh, the wrong man got the Heisman. 
But what I saw from Michael Pitts Jr. in the Sugar Bowl, whew, Texas, the Texas defense had no answer for him. When you and Ku was no on answer. here, what did I say about the Pac-12 championship? What did I say when he came to the Heisman? That, I said, remember, it, I said, I said the winner, I said the winner of this game is going to win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And it should have been uh, to me. It should have been Michael Penix Jr. But I had a feeling that it was going to go the way of Jaden Daniels because there's, there's, well, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Snowman already did it to me this week. Don't you do it? They, 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 they have a bias. To, they, they have an East Coast bias. And I think that is, I think to me, that is part of the reason why you're seeing Oregon and Washington hop their butts all the way from the West Coast and join the Big Ten. For those of you who don't know, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman off one game. Basically. That's why I was telling the code don't do it. Because that one game came against my team. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they need, and by the way, LSU needed every last one of them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't That's like cool. he did. He did everything. He did, he broke records and all that, and it was a blowout. No, right. he, he he needed to do all that against Florida. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, because Florida won, and which is I'm very, I would give Billy Napier this. You went down to Death Valley mm-hmm. in prime time, and you gave LSU everything they could handle. Mm-hmm. Usually, that game is a disaster for us. Mm-hmm. That's why Jaden Danza went crazy the way he did. But yeah, kudos to him. And and, and look, cool. I watched him in the L in Tuscaloosa. They didn't lose that game because of him. Jaden Daniels actually was the one who kept them in that game. That defense couldn't. They defense couldn't hold a cold. They just thought Jimmy Murrow. They 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 couldn't do jack. And so you know the the, the final score I think was forty two twenty seven. Jaden Daniels balled in that game. He did his best to ball against Ole Miss, and they took an L there because their defense couldn't hold water against Ole Miss. So, yeah, Daniels was a beast. But the way I saw Michael Penix Jr. just slice, dice, and destroy and dismantle that Texas defense, man. I mean, I looked at these highlights, and I'm like, can anybody on Texas lay a finger on Penix? Anybody. Anybody lay a finger. And then the passes he threw. Threw it in tight windows, led receivers. I'm like, I'm seeing NFL quality play out of a college quarterback. I'm like, this dude might be ready for the NFL if he gets on the right team. Because Texas had no answer. No answer for Michael Penix Jr. Zilch. Zero. None. No answer. And the only and the only possible answer that you could have had wasn't going to be on defense. It had to be on the opposing offense. And they almost pulled it out. But Washington made one more play in Texas, and that's why they advanced. Yeah, they advanced. So Washington undefeated. Michigan undefeated. undefeated. Which leads to this. Oh, and before you go there, 
to the dummies who had the audacity to formulate their minds to say Alabama and Texas didn't belong because they took L's. One game went no overtime. The other game, the the other game, the other loser was only twelve yards away from winning the game. It wasn't that they weren't deserving of the spot. It was Alabama was not as good as Michigan and Texas wasn't as good as Washington. That's it. And unfortunately, you have a winner and a loser, and you have to tip your cap to the, to the better team. But both Texas and Alabama, Alabama in the Rose Bowl and Texas in, 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 in the Superdome, they laid it out there. They have nothing to be ashamed about. They Here's just they thing. just went against better teams. Here's my thing, and I say this every year. Probably not to say it no more because we're going to twelve teams now. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between best and deserve. Event. Mm-hmm. When are y'all gonna get that thing y'all scroll? They literally said at the beginning of this, we want the best four teams. Mm-hmm. And, and so subjective that that is, that's what they said. That's what he said. I gotta, I, I gotta clap it up that's what they picked they they picked the four best teams i still disagree but florida state was not going to give a match for michigan nor washington no, I'm, I'm sorry wanna, i'm not talking about florida state i'm talking about that other team oh you think georgia should have been in place of alabama that wasn't going to happen i know that wasn't going to happen but you'll be doing the best four teams fine Outside of Florida State, because they can't say what I want to say. Anybody who knows football and watches football, Georgia is in their top four and not outside of it. Guarantee you that. The only problem is, and we've seen this in college football year after year after year, a team that just steamrolls everybody like Georgia did this. Well, they didn't really steamroll, but they just they just were the better team in every game they played. And they get to the penultimate game where if they win, of course, they'll be the number one ranked team in the playoffs, but if they lose, they'll be all the way out. It depended on the team that they played, and it was Alabama. And they took the L. And Cool said it. Better than I could. Georgia took the L in December. They took the L at the wrong time. They took the L in December. Not in, not, heck, even, they could probably even recover from a November L. Definitely from an October or September L, but they have a December L. That's what, that's what, that's what held them out. And, and to, and, and, and to the other point. Alabama, the team that did get in there in in place of uh, in place of Georgia, they had an L. What month was that playmaker? October. Mm-hmm. The first no, Saturday in October. September. F- September. Oh no, no, it was the last Saturday in September. The last Saturday in September. That's when they took the L. So, and and, and this is something that we have seen for decades, and they have said it many numerous times. It's better to lose early than to lose late. And it doesn't matter how good of a team you are, if you take the L and if you take the L in in Thanksgiving or later, forget you, you're not gonna be a national championship contender. Well, I don't have to worry about that next year. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I want to I want to see the criteria when they do the 12 teams. I want that criteria. 
Thank the Lord. Because to be honest with you, they actually followed the criteria. Yeah, they I did. did. That I did that mm -hmm. earlier before you hopped on. I went through the criteria. Mm -hmm. they, did. they did. They followed the criteria. What's the criteria going to be for 12 teams? I already know the main parts. Conference champions automatically in. Top group of five team automatically in. Those are you. Well, I should say top four conference championship because we don't even know what the Pac-12 will be going into next season. It's going to be a pack nothing after now, after this year. So that should be fun. National Championship game this Monday coming 7.30 on ESPN down in Houston, Age Texas. 10. And shout out to the Houston, Texas, by the way. They got a primetime game coming up yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow night. A very important game up yep. in Indianapolis. No sporting game of their uh, of their franchise in four years. I hope they can hope they can pull it out in Indy. Now, here we are. This is where we stand at so far. Mm-hmm. Both teams are 14 and 0 is one versus two. And guess what? That's what you want in the next championship. You want number one versus number two. No matter you what. Mm -hmm. You do. Does it always happen? No. No. But this year, it happened. So we're, we're grateful. Well, heck, it didn't happen last year. And we saw what happened in the national championship. <laughs> no, because our number two team, who was number one this year, got steamrolled by that mm -hmm. team that people said shouldn't have been there. Right. But yeah, yeah. they beat Michigan. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, seventy. But yes, by by the yeah by the design of how the college football com uh, playoff committee uh, wanted it, this is exactly what they designed. It, it went it went according to plan. I can't I, I and I can't argue with them. Seventy four percent blue. And I agree with that. And we, I agree with that. We've seen this in sports a lot. I say this. I say this. <laughs> Snowman, say it, some yeah. say it here. I see a cool and cold agree with me. They got with the hump. If I'm Washington, I'm trying to find whatever I can use for motivation because Michigan don't need no motivation. They got over the hump. No, they don't need motivation. They now believe they're the best team in the, in in the league, in in the land. Now it's a it's a matter of proving it. Uh, and and they and and they got over two hurdles from one stone. One hurdle being, okay, well, a Michigan team led by Harbaugh can't play in the national championship because for some reason you'll find a way to choke that, choke the game away. Didn't. Almost. And yeah, almost, but didn't. And then, oh, by the way, we don't think a Big Ten team has a chance against an SEC squad. I mean, you went against the best coach that's, that's living in college football. <laughs> You 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 went against the biggest institution the SEC has had probably since Spurrier. And I know that makes you smile when I say that, sir. And you looked him, the team looked the team looked that squad in the face, took their best shot, actually went overtime, and they conquered. Hey, we're gonna be honest. Let's just be honest. Jim Harbaugh out coached Nick Saban, which is like hard to say. He did. Oh, he did. He did. Jim Harbaugh out. Harbaugh out. Yeah. yeah, Harbaugh out coach saving. He did. No question. Yes. Yes. The, the, the thing that you had never thought were other out of, out of people's mouth. There you go. I know. I know. It was hard for me to say that too when I was when I watched the when I watched it back. I was like, "Wow, wait! You mean tell me Harbaugh actually out coached the best coach in college football? Really? Wow!" He did. Surprised. He did. 
And he did. I have no gripes about that. So I don't either. He better or oh he, he better. Oh. That's all I gotta say. He better or it's gonna be some problems in LA. <laughs> no. You don't need to take it to LA. Why not? My 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 dude, my dude need a coach, okay? My dude needs a coach right now. He does not need to. He does not need to. He does not. Okay, so I know he has a great quarterback of Justin Herbert. Has no running game with which to speak. Has a decent defense if they can stay healthy. That that organization though with the ownership group absolutely sucks because they, they need to go back to San Diego. I'm sorry. This is pro football. We're not talking about pro football. Uh. But yeah, uh, Michigan will hate to see Harbaugh leave. <laughs> they will hate to see four him. and a half favorite. And trust me, that state will be filled to capacity. Oh yeah, oh yeah, seventy-two thousand strong. Oh yeah, no question. So I'm looking forward. No to question, it. because Houston, Houston loves their football. And right now, whether there's only one group of people outside of Washington. I'm not counting Washington fan base. Okay. I'm not counting them. So it's a one group of people that I know who is pulling for Washington to win this game. Ohio State. No. Well, yeah, that too, but that's not the group of people I'm talking about. <laughs> Never mind the group of people I'm talking about. And Cool McCain gonna love this. You might love it too, Cole. Those idiots and the NCAA. Cause you idiots. Could have avoided this the whole entire time. But you decided to take your sweet behind time. And guess who's in a national championship? You see that yeah. big yellow M right there? What a way for Jim Harbaugh to leave college football to tell y'all to kiss it. Idiots. NCAA, they don't have the balls to, to move out that, that maze M. They don't have the balls to do it, and they have proven it. They had a chance to actually move them up out the paint because we know how fickle the NCAA is. They they will penalize you if you if you look wrong. They had a chance to actually say, you know what? We're seeing so many people uh, say that you that you all are cheating cheating the game. Mm, you know what? I think you all need to sit. They didn't do that. They allowed the they, they just had the Big Ten do it. And so the Big Ten was like, okay, we'll run an investigation. Uh-huh. Okay, well, we don't want to see nothing, but you know what? How about uh, you spend the final three games of the regular season? And I think you all I think your team will, will 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 eat it because either you will lose in Penn State or you'll lose Ohio State and, and Ann Arbor. Oh. They beat the brace off Penn State and James Franklin in Happy Valley. But it's like what, like thirty something straight runs. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah. Just pound them. Just pounded them over and like, over again. and over. That's that's Cole Johnson type of football. The game that I love seeing. I lo- I love it. I love it when I love it when an offensive line and an offensive coordinator is saying, "You just simply ain't man enough," and you know we're gonna run it right down your throat. Come and stop us. And this is James Franklin and the Penn State we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, said, not, not yes, in Michigan, team, in Pennsylvania. Right. 
a team that prides itself on being linebacker you and having and, and having good run defense. Yes. Continue to. You can't stop. That's yeah, just, I ain't man enough. That's just disheartening. We're just gonna punk the crap that's out just of disheartening. It is. That's that's the reason why I love the team. I love teams that actually are run oriented, because it is a it is a mentality. More than it, more than it's fun to more than it's fun to see running backs pick holes and just dart through the line, or run or, or, or run um or run to the sides. Hey, 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 you just want to hand it off for a, for, for a while. <laughs> just having an offensive line saying to opposing defensive line, <laughs> y'all can't stop this. Heck, we'll even tell you the play. We'll tell you where, and we'll tell you the gap where we're running it, and you still won't stop it. At that accelerate, and then, man, and then you, you had you had your trap game at Maryland. Mm-hmm. They weren't having it. No. And then after after they's like, okay, oh, we took your best shot. Okay, let's let's all right, we, let, let let's get home. And prepare for Iowa State. Let's 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 take care of this. Man, here come these <laughs> big bad bullies of Ohio State. Oh, uh, we lost two in a row to y'all. Uh, this this we, yeah. we can't have this. Embarrassing, in embarrassing fashion, both years. Oh, we can't have this. Oh no, we can't have this. We lost twice to y'all. Like like when mm-hmm. we had Urban Meyer, we were kicking y'all tails left and right. Y'all couldn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day, we yeah, gotta get you had- one, sir. We gotta get you one. Had 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 one guy run for over two hundred yards against him when they were in Ann Arbor the last time, and then had another running back in the fourth quarter run for a hundred yards in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and only held you three points in the second half when you played them last year in Columbus. Yeah, man, it's like Ryan, they got to get you one. Nah, Mm-mm. not happening. Not they they weren't good enough. Not, not, they not in our enough. house, no. They they weren't good enough. They weren't physical enough. And then and that's the funny thing, they pride Ohio State prided themselves on being physical. That that the uglier it was, the better it would be. The problem though, was that you gotta have you had to force Michigan into making mistakes, and they didn't no, do it. No, but your quarterback who decided to transfer was the one who made the mistakes. Oh, McCord. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he, he was mistake prone in that game. <laughs> Oh, I can tell you probably reason why he turned it. It's because of that game, because you know, Ohio State is like, bruh. You ain't it. <laughs> bruh. Hey, man. You had only had one job, son. They didn't have John Harbaugh on the sideline. <laughs> all thing you need was throw a touchdown. That's it. That's all you had to do. Throw a touchdown. Because you know that's how they are. You only had one job, son. One. Beat that team up north, and you couldn't do it. He didn't want to hit that for a whole year. All he had to do was beat Michigan because they don't never say to him. They don't say to him. They had to, all he had to do was beat Michigan. That's it. That's all you had to do was beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. But for the but for if he would have stayed on campus for the next three hundred sixty four no three hundred sixty five days since we're in a leap year this year for the next three hundred sixty five days he would have heard you failed in Ann Arbor. You failed in Ann Arbor. Now I hope you don't fail here in Columbus this year, but you failed in you failed in Ann Arbor. You failed in Ann Arbor. It would have been reminding him all the while. He didn't want to hear that crap. And he said, All right, deuces. I'm sorry. I'm taking Michigan. They got over the hump. And when the team get over the hump, that is it. I can give you recent history. You can go to my you can go to NFL. You can go to my Los Angeles Rams. 
as many times we got our butts kicked by the 49ers, guess what we had to go through an NFC Championship game? The yeah, 49ers. And actually played their game and, and beat them in their game. And went on to win the Super Bowl. Cole yeah. can give you many memories of a team who finally got with a hump, and it's like, well, you ain't stopping them now. Mm-mm. I'm going Michigan. They got over the hump. And, and I'm, I'm definitely going Michigan simply because – even though Michael Penix Jr. is the best, look, Jane Daniels is a he's the beast, and I think he'll prove next year because I don't think he's coming out. No, he's coming I out. Think he'll he, prove next. You think no, he's he, coming he, out? He declared. That's why he went in the bowl he game. Declared. That's why he didn't play in the bowl Dang. game. Man, I was hoping he wasn't. No, he declared. Because I want. He declared. Because I want to. I want. I want to see him to have one more campaign in LSU before he. I'm gonna bounced. be honest. I'm interested in the quarterback class. Everybody talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May. But I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish well, though. Well, 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 since you mentioned that Daniels declared, yeah, I don't think Caleb Wins is gonna be the first quarterback going off the board. But uh, that's for another conversation. Michigan in this game, I know they're gonna win it, and they're gonna win it simply because they have they they have the more physical attributes that I love. I don't think Washington is physical enough where it matters most. They they can protect. Penix Jr., but I don't know if they could sustain a running game that could keep that Michigan front on its heels because that's the only opportunity that Washington has of having a making this a game like they did against Texas in the Sugar Bowl and like it did against Oregon both games. If they could keep that defensive front on their toes, make them not pin their ears back and say, okay, we're getting at the number nine and we're putting them to the turf. I don't think they are physical enough in a 60-minute ball game to do it all 60 minutes. And then when you flip it on the other side, Michigan wants to run it, ram it down your throat. Show me a moment where you feel as though Washington is capable of withstanding a team that's just too physical and basically will just say, we are more men than you. You can't stop us. Here's this ball we're running down your throat. We don't think you have what it takes to turn us back. I and I think that, that's where it is. I don't see it. So before we get out of here, uh, one thing I do know about my good buddy, Cole Jackson, he has a lot of gripe with the NCAA for many different reasons. And he doesn't usually get the platform to do it. So I'm going to give him my platform to do it. Oh, thank you. You know, it's it's amazing to me. It really is that that we think of this as a governing body that's supposed to be all for the amateur athlete. And I mean, I could I can rail on them with how they mistreat basketball players, but of course this is bearing down the gridiron, not bearing down the hard court. But you rule over them too, just like you rule over baseball, just like you rule over softball, just like just like you rule over swimming or track, and you definitely rule over football the most because that is the sport which earns you the most money. You claim that you are the arbiters of the of the sport. You claim that you are the caretakers of it. You claim that you have the best interest of the college athlete. Nothing is further from the truth. 
what you all are aligned in doing is having your pockets be fatter by the game. And this is the best time of year for you, right? I mean, other than maybe the final four and even 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 including the final four, the NCAA doesn't make as much money as they do right now. The bowl system and the and and you loop in the the college football semifinal and the national championship. Of course, that will end this year. Uh, this is the this is the time when you rake in the bucks, and you for the longest time were saying, being the hypocritical dolts that you are, that <laughs> well, this is college athletes. They don't need to they don't need to pocket any money. <laughs> the name on the jersey is enough. I mean, come on. <laughs> They're good. They're all good. Meanwhile, the pockets are getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter. You're making money off of these guys, and you are pumping and saying to them, well, the name on the front of the jersey should matter more than, more than money. And now you're upset with NIL. NIL, for those who don't know, name, image, and likeness. You're, you're upset that these collegiate collegiate athletes can earn money and this should be a win for you guys because now you can have college football players stay longer in your programs and the more seasoned uh, more seasoned a an athlete the better the product so you will actually have the opportunity to have fourth-year juniors and seniors stay on the program and it will build the product and it would make you stand to make you more money and now you're going into a uh, in an area where you're going to have 12 teams vie for the national championship instead of four now you could have had it this year happen but ACC <laughs> you voted no and you messed your own champion up because of it The only motivating fact that you'll have is money. It's not the best interest of the schools. It's not the best interest of the deans. It's not the best interest of the programs. It's the best interest of your governing body. If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. That is your motto. But you can't put that out there because you don't want to promote the fact that Indianapolis, which is where the headquarters of the NCAA is, is greedy. You don't want to put that out there, but you are. You're greedy. You want to dip your hand in every single cookie jar known to man or woman. Because right now, if you can find a way to get a little bit of the name, image, and likeness, and I know you're going to find a way to do it because it's just how you all are, then you'll be fine with NILs. But you just can't profit. And while I'm saying profit, I find it I find it ridiculous that we can that that we can talk about a governing body that cares about the student athlete yet when we had coach Prime in Jackson State he shined a huge light on the fact that you have just a corner of college football actually actually just a corner of college athletics that they don't even get any type of great facility. 
They don't get any type of equipment. It's it, they're considered red, literally redheaded stepchildren, as opposed to the 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 big boys, the power five. If you claim that you are about the student athlete, that you're about protecting them, that you're about uh, making sure that they have all that they need to have, then you have to do right by these student athletes, whether the program is Michigan or if the program is Jackson State, <laughs> whether it's Texas or Texas Southern, whether it's Tennessee or Tennessee State, whether it's North Carolina or North Carolina A&T, you got to stand up for those programs as you would if they are the programs that come every January and every April. They will give you the most money because they will put the most eyeballs on the screen and you'll capture the most interest from those who love your product. You all are hypocrites. And you have proved it in many different ways, shapes, forms, and fashions all throughout these decades. And with the college football playoff, you proved to be hypocrites again. <laughs> you care about the schools? No. No. The next time you care about the school will be the first time. Because the only thing that you care about with these schools is how will it make us more money. You might as well have a mint in Indianapolis because when it comes to the NCAA, that's really all that matters to you. And by the way, y'all need to do something about this transport portal. Because why do athletes get the transfer while the season's still going? They can find a way to uh, take it with that, too. I'm just saying. Dude, we just thought about Ohio State. The quarterback transferred before the bowl game. Mm hmm. Kind of sense is that. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're going to find a way to make that profitable, too. And I do mean profitable. Easy, double Y'all better get it together. Let's do me a favor. Don't touch March Madness. I love the way that is set up. Don't touch that. Uh, I don't want to touch either, but I get a feeling they will. If you touch Mars Madness, you're going to ruin the greatest postseason sports. There it is. There's nothing like Mars Madness. Well, hopefully next year that will change. We'll see what the 12 team playoffs. Yeah. They better not screw with that. But we all know when it comes to Mars Madness, we know to expect the unexpected. It's mm -hmm. a given. <laughs> One shining moment. I'm sorry, my bad. We're not it, again. This isn't bearing down the hard court. It's bearing down the grind. I'm sorry. All right, that'll be it, ladies and gentlemen. All is tit. Oh my bad. <laughs> that'll do it for bearing down the grind. All right. Uh, Cole, where can the people find you at? Uh, you can find me on many different platforms on uh YouTube, um, at uh Cole Sports with a Z. Uh, at Revelations, this is all on YouTube. Uh, Comey Media, that's C O M I M E D I A Incorporated. Uh, and on social media, you can reach me at flowcode.com forward slash page forward slash host Cole Johnson. That is flowcode.com forward slash page 
forward slash host Cole Johnson, all one word. All right. Enjoy the Nested Championship game. Will it be Jim Harbaugh leaving college football as a champion, or will Washington send Michael Penix to the NFL as a champion? We'll find out Monday. I can't wait to recap it on Snowman in the morning because I'm pretty sure that's one thing he's going to have me talking about, or Cole going to have me talking about one of the two. I just know I'm going to talk about it next week sometime. Yeah. yeah more than likely. Shout out to my shout out to our brother Cool McCain for joining us in the chat. Cool. He wanted to be on, but he had things to do. I understand it, brother. Love you, man. Until next time, or to next season, should I say, that's it for Bearing Down the Gridiron, season two. You just experienced Bearing Down the Gridiron, hosted by Donnell the Playmaker Silence, in collaboration with Art Brothers Football. Bear Down the Gridiron is sponsored by Liz Fanatics and Paramount Plus. If you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation, you can donate via Cash App at dollar sign D Playmakers at dollar sign D Playmakers. Remember, Bearing Down and Gridiron is available on all podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And for Apple Podcast lovers, leave us a rate review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Bearing Down the Gridiron, hosted by the Playmate.